0: hello ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome to vux world episode three of the voice user experience podcast today we're speaking with tom harrigan who is the partner and vp of strategic technology at ali interactive and we're going to be talking about tom about tom we're going to be talking to tom (laughs) about how you can create alexa skills using wordpress now If you're a WordPress fan, if you use WordPress as your content management system, Tom has epic skills in WordPress, an immense amount of experience, and he's created a plugin that will allow you to build an Alexa skill within WordPress. This is going to be an epic podcast. Without further ado, here is Tom. Okay, Tom, (laughs) welcome to the VUX World podcast.
1: Hey, hey, thanks for having me.
0: It is a pleasure to have you here, uh, episode three, and before we before we begin, before we go any further, I did see that you dropped a tweet the other day, which was all to do with you going to the shop and buying 64 Pop-Tarts for a Pop-Tart-eating oh. competition, <laughs> so the most important question of this whole thing is, who won the Pop-Tart-eating competition?
1: To be honest, it ended up not happening.
0: Oh! Uh,
1: Yeah, No so so they ended up being on sale, so I just (laughs) had to buy them, got 64 Pop-Tarts, they got shipped to our office, uh, I was going to do a contest with one of my office mates, but uh, in the meantime, I went and I ordered 64 Pop-Tarts and had them (laughs) shipped to my place, so I can go and do like a little bit of a time trial, and that ended up not working out so well either, after about six Pop-Tarts you end up going into like a food coma with a sugar overdose (laughs) and all of the jelly inside the Pop-Tarts just kind of congeal into your stomach. So it's impossible to get past about a half a dozen of them.
0: (laughs) So everyone was too full after trying out and practicing for the actual main event.
1: Yeah, I don't think I ever want to eat another Pop-Tart again after that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's class, that is class.
1: So I have about like another 64 Pop-Tarts at the office if you want. <laughs> <laughs> that's breakfast started for the first six months of the year. Yeah, that is not a healthy breakfast. <laughs> and those things are 200 calories a pop. Really? So
0: Yeah, so wow. six
1: Pop-Tarts here are pretty much that's, uh, almost good for the day.
0: That's pretty much your daily calories, isn't it? Yeah, yeah you've got probably about three weeks worth of sugar in there as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> classic so Tom uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself
1: uh, sure yeah I'm Tom uh, I'm one of the partners in the VP of strategic technology at Ali interactive uh, Ali is a full-service digital agency we primarily work with publishers uh, so building out you know solutions from like editorial workflows to integrations building sites migrations things like that uh, which you know includes voice and data visualizations thing all of those different kinds of things that you could think of.
0: Yeah. Cool. So where where were you kind of before you were at uh, Ali Interactive? What kind of led you to that point?
1: Uh, yeah. So I started out running my own company back around like 2011 or so. Uh, my co-founder and I went to high school together. We used to play in a band in high school. Uh, he was a year ahead of me. So when I graduated college, I moved all my junk from college into uh, his apartment in basement in a warehouse in Brooklyn it was like an old 1920s warehouse and we worked and lived out of that place for a while uh we were basically creating like white label stack overflow clones so the sites were attached directly to the company's site uh so that they could benefit from the search engine optimization uh being able to provide the canonical answers to stuff rather than it being on a third-party site like yahoo answers or quora um So it kind of ran itself. Both of us were technical founders. Uh, Neither of us wanted to do the biz dev. So we wrote like Twitter algorithms that would build our following and reach out to people and stuff. So we ended up landing clients like AT&T without ever speaking to them. Uh, But back in those days, Twitter had like no rate limits on their API. So it was easy to scale that up. And then when they changed that, it kind of lowered the effectiveness of it. Uh, I ended up going to a South African company called WooThemes, which has been bought by Automatic at this point. Uh, They're best known for WooCommerce, which is like an e-commerce solution for WordPress. Uh, So I worked there for like a year and a half. Then I went to a dating startup in Brooklyn uh, called How About We? And they got bought by Match.com, OkCupid. And at that, I was doing like their media sites there. They had three or so Brands that were publishing content uh, all on WordPress, so I was scaling their site up and everything. After the acquisition, there I went to an agency where I built out Vogue magazine for Condé Nast, uh, and once that was launched, then I went to Alley Interactive, and you know over there I'm working on projects like well, we work on projects like the New York Post, People Magazine, Entertainment Weekly, um, some large nonprofits like the Brookings Institution, clients like that.
0: Yeah, wow. So you seem you kind of. found yourself at some companies that were certainly on a decent trajectory then a lot of them are being bought out by some pretty large companies
1: yeah I mean I guess if I stayed at uh with EMS for a while it would have been better because the acquisition happened you know past my time (laughs) but yeah uh, it was probably like two two or three years after I left that they got acquired but I mean it was great to see all all my buddies over there you know uh, end up working at automatic and most of them are still there so yeah, it was really good for them
0: yeah so you got a lot of a lot of WordPress kind of um, experience then. Is it was it predominantly WordPress th- throughout your kind of career that you've been working on
1: uh, for the last f- five or so years yeah I would say so I started out working in Python and Django and uh, when I started working in WordPress I just saw a, a big opportunity to you know make a, a decent living decent amount of money uh so i was we were bootstrapping and i was doing a bunch of freelance work in wordpress using WooThemes products uh so it kind of just made sense at the time to you know capitalize on on that stuff uh the the growth trajectory of wordpress was really huge at the time and now it's you know what over like 25 percent of the web so yeah. I mean, I work in other technologies, but you know, the big stuff with clients uh, nowadays is usually WordPress.
0: Yeah. Cool. So what, what kind of led, what kind of led you and Ali Interactive down the kind of voice sort of route then? And when was that?
1: Yeah. Uh, probably like a year and a half ago, I guess. Uh, that was on sale on Amazon. So I bought one and I tried to justify the cost to my wife by saying I would start building software for it. So that was kind of like the lead in. I just wanted a new toy, Uh, did some cool like home automation stuff with the lights and whatnot. And then at AWS reInvent in 2016, they had a hackathon, which was like a week long. Uh, So I pretty much parked myself in the hackathon room and ended up building out a Plugin for WordPress that allows any WordPress site to create its own Alexa skills. So that was kind of the birth of the software side of it, and then after that, we folded it into uh, Ali Interactive.
0: Cool. So that's where that's uh, Voice WP. Yep. The plugin, which leads us nicely into the next little question that I had, which is, what is Voice WP? Tell us all about kind of what it is, what it does, where the idea come from, and, and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, sure. So at its simplest, it's a WordPress plugin uh, that serves as an integration between Amazon's uh, Alexa APIs and your WordPress website. My Echo Show just turned on. Uh, (laughs) So uh, it allows you to go and create Alexa skills using the CMS that tons of people are already using for their other content. Um, Since I'm working a lot with publishers, having an easy way for them to, to curate, create skills, uh, serve the content directly from the CMS into an Alexa skill uh, it made sense to you know dish the middleman of having to go and fire up an AWS lambda uh, and just use your existing infrastructure on the WordPress site to go and power that Alexa skill so it also eliminates a point of failure there because you don't have to do that extra hop to the middleman in in lambda you can just go and serve it directly from your WordPress site
0: so it, it essentially just kind of reads the content from the web page and sends that across to the Alexa platform and, and just spits that out the other end. Is
1: that, is, that, is that... I mean, the content doesn't have to be on the web page. The content just has to be in your database, right? So that could be content that only exists within the back end of the CMS that you're not surfacing on, on a visual page. It, it is acting as, like, the data store for going and serving content out to the Alexa skill. So that's... So, Sorry, go
0: on. Sorry, go
1: on. Uh, <laughs> you go.
0: Okay, I'll go. <laughs> that's the time lag. It's taken a long time for the signal to get from England over to, to uh, New York, so that's what we'll play on that one. <laughs> so, that's the, those bits you were talking about there, is that, because um, I had a little bit of a play around with it, is that when you create like a, a flash briefing? So, you're trying to create content that sits behind WordPress that's not surface? Is that what you mean? So, yeah,
1: flash briefing is a good example of that. So out of the box, the plugin can do three different types of skills. Uh, you can do flash briefings. You can do a skill that'll go and read out the content from your website, which would be visible on the site itself. Uh, and then you can do like fact and quote skills. So Amazon has a template for that, and it's kind of re-implementing that in into WordPress. So that also is a form of content that's not visible on, on the website itself, but is created and curated on the back end. Um, so with flash briefings, it creates a custom post type in WordPress. Uh, that content isn't shown on the page. You can go and edit you know, daily, weekly, whatever your frequency is, uh, and have that get published out. Uh, with blog content, there's basically no change to your editorial workflow. Uh, as you, If you were to go and create like a newsreader type skill with the plugin, uh, whenever you go and publish a new post, it updates the Alexa skill with that new content.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. So um, what if you were to kind of explain to someone who is kind of familiar with WordPress, wanting to kind of get into having some kind of presence on voice, if they wanted to to use this plugin, where would they start, and what would be the process that they would have to go through to say, for example, create a a flash briefing?
1: Yeah, so basically you download the plugin, install it on your WordPress site, uh, then you go into the developer console on Amazon, configure the skill stuff, uh, copy and paste the, the skill ID that Amazon generates for you and throw it into, uh, you know, the admin configuration stuff in WordPress, uh, create your content, submit the skill for certification, and you're ready to go.
0: Is there anything, because I've, I've had to play around with it, and I'll, um, I'll do a little thing in a second. Is there anything that, because I've never actually published a skill before, So is there anything um, to be aware of when publishing a skill that uses this plugin or is it essentially just a a, a hoop that you've got to get through to get past the Amazon kind of wall to having it live sort of thing? Is there anything in particular that they'd be looking for when, when you need to submit for certification?
1: Uh, It depends a little bit on the type of skill. Flash briefings are super simple anyway. Uh, Basically it generates a feed. So you get the plugin gives you a URL that, has that JSON output, and that's really all the skill is. It's just you know grabbing the content from that JSON endpoint and serving it. So there's very little that can go wrong in the certification process. There, uh, you have the choice of providing text or um, uploading an MP3 file, for example. So it, it can either be spoken content or text to voice. Uh, with a custom skill, that's where you have a lot more variables. And if you're doing like the news reader. Um, it's lately it's been going pretty much without a hitch lots of skills uh, have been you know getting certified first pass like dow jones has a couple skills now on their site called moneyish which is like financial stuff for millennials uh so they just wanted to test the waters and you know get their feet wet with creating alexa skills so they just installed the plugin hit publish and now they have a flash briefing and a newsreader skill and from there, they're using that to kind of ideate what a next version will look like. So a, a lot of people are using it as a way to, you know, test the waters without any uh, real overhead, and then see what where they want to go from there. Uh, the the gotchas with the certification process, I guess, uh, the big variable that is hard for me to control is what uh, a person's server setup looks like. So like the plugin is open source and freely available. So everyone from like a small little blog to you know large sites like people.com are, are using the same plugin. Uh, and on a smaller site, it's a lot less likely that you're gonna have like an external object cache and uh, who knows what other plugins they've installed that have like inflated the size of their database and the number of tables that are going on there. So that can go and you know generate much larger, longer queries. So if you have a very unoptimized site, it's possible that the queries are going to take a long time and Amazon requires that your responses are very, very quick, that there's not much lag time. Uh, so every once in a while, I, I see a request where someone is on not the best like server setup and they're getting rejected because it took too long to generate a query. The plugin tries to do as much optimization as it can. Uh, like it, Even if you don't have an external object cache, it's going to go and... Uh, put things into the WordPress transient caching store, uh, which if you don't have the cache, it'll go and put it into the options table, which makes for a much faster query there. Yeah. So usually it's, it's query stuff that um, is any kind of holdup, if anything, but usually it goes without a hitch at least for the stuff outside of the bo- I, I, that comes out of the box is like, it's really a starting point and it's a PHP SDK wrapped in a b- whole bunch of WordPress helpers. So it's kind of an engine that allows you to go and create your own custom skills and stuff. If you have the, you know, dev chops to do that. So like at Alley, it serves a starting point for us. So like, even if I'm not creating a newsreader skill or a flash briefing, I'm using the plugin because of all the, the, you know, SDK stuff I get for free and the validation stuff that it does with making sure a request is coming from Amazon and doing the SSL uh, validation, all that. So you get a lot for free out of the box.
0: So so you would use that then, um, so it can be used as, as a, um, you mentioned for either if you're a beginner or a blogger or something like that, or whether you're a large company using WordPress. Um, but it seems as though you were saying there that you, you use it as a starting point and then you do further development after the fact is that right yep okay yeah
1: so one example would be like i'm working with entertainment weekly to do a tv show recap and recommendation skill so that doesn't come out of the box with the alexis with the uh you know voice wp plugin because it's a very specific use case uh, but like, like i said i get the you know, ssl validation stuff for free and all of the you know function calls that inter- interact with amazon's uh, apis so Using that as my starting point, it saves time, and I can just work on you know the real meat and the valuable parts of creating a skill rather than having to worry about stuff that's already been solved before. So for that skill, you know they have a, like a recap post type, so I could be like, "What happened on Game of Thrones last night?" and it'll go and tell me that. And that content already exists on their site, uh, you know, as a, like a web page you can visit. But TV show recommendations are like a new curated uh, thing that doesn't exist on the site itself. It's being editorially curated on the back end to provide stuff like say it's october and um what is it stranger things
0: yeah 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 Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah. And that show
1: comes out so it <laughs> might go and say hey you should check this out because it just got released on netflix today that kind of thing
0: all right that's pretty cool yep so you mentioned um people.com uh you created a, a skill for people.com that was a, a um an echo show skill was wasn't it so is mm-hmm. that, was, that, yeah. was that something that you did separately, outside of Voice WP? is that something that, an example of an early interactive piece of work which is outside of that plugin?
1: Uh, so it's using the plugin. Oh, it is using um, the plugin?
0: Yep. Okay.
1: The, the weird thing about that one, I guess, is so the neat thing is that it's a video flash briefing, right? They're a pretty small number of video flash briefings, and it came out the same day that the Echo Show was released. So it was a lot of fun getting to work with, you know, Amazon and the people team to go and make that happen uh, with a pretty short runway leading up to it. Uh, Amazon hasn't made it public, uh, the, the fields for including a video file in your flash briefing, so we, you know, did a little bit of customization to the plugin in order to go and feed in the video content. Um, off the bat, it supports the, like, MP3 and audio content, like you would imagine. Uh, but, you know, the, the plugin has a set of, you know, filters and stuff that you could hook into to customize the responses and what the JSON output looks like and all that stuff. So. Like we didn't have to change the plugin itself. We just added a a couple of lines within, you know, the rest of their code base to go and add in where the video file is. Uh, So if you're on an Echo show, you get served in MP4. If you listen to it on a dot or a regular Echo, you get served the MP3 file.
0: Okay. So the MP3 file comes from the plugin, but the video comes from some dev that you've done within the Alexa platform itself. Is that, is that right? So the
1: JSON feed is like, hey, this is my content, the um, stream URL for like whatever file and then like video URL for whatever the video file is. It, so it's really just like tweaking the fields within the JSON output. Uh, so it all gets served by the plugin. It's just uh, the custom dev was adding one property to the JSON output.
0: Yeah. Yeah so is there any kind of when you're working with brands like people.com and stuff like that is is there any um what's the kind of process that you would that you would go through if they come and say we want a flash briefing is it a case of kind of they already know what they want to put out there so then you just crack on and and do the the dev work or is it does it start earlier than that
1: uh for something like people i guess you know started a bit early on because it was different than your standard flash briefing with the video stuff and we had to work with you know amazon to make sure everything was set for when the echo show came out uh for other people like i mentioned dow jones has uh, you know a flash briefing running on the, their site moneyish um for them it was just like hey check out the plugin, install it you're good to go like doesn't cost them anything um we're not charging them anything. The plugin does it for free. So really, I, I, the goal of the plugin is to make it easy for sites to go and uh, create content. I think there's a bit of a stigma still of it, it being costly and time-consuming to go and create Alexa skills. Um, so if you know this allows companies and individuals to go and get their feet wet without any cost, then I think that's good for the ecosystem. Uh, with people looking for not people people, but people like you and me. Uh, it, And, you know, brands and stuff, if they were looking for like a real custom experience, then yeah, we would come in and uh, have a few conversations about like what the goals are, what the experience they're looking for wants to be Um, in voice development. The development part is usually kind of like the easiest part of it. Figuring out your conversational interface and uh, what kind of variables there are, how people can say things incorrectly—that uh, that's where all the time-consuming thing, you know, items come in. And you know, making sure your brand is represented well and that you're uh, providing an experience that isn't frustrating for the end user.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you mentioned that you were working um, when you created this skill. It was as part of a kind of hackathon thing did you go into that hackathon knowing that you wanted to do this or was that something that kind of organically came and and you had the skills to do it so you kind of went ahead with it
1: uh yeah i had an idea that i wanted to work on this when i went to the hackathon i kind of thought about it before i got to vegas which is where aws reinvent is uh, and then you know spent the next five or so days just hacking away at it until it worked so yeah i mean it, it kind of made sense as a way to incorporate the voice stuff which i was doing completely on the side at the time with stuff that's more related to what i'm doing in my day-to-day which is like working with publishers and sites and wordpress so it it was kind of like the lowest hanging fruit for me to create a voice experience and then integrate that with the wordpress apis
0: yeah wicked so how much kind of action or traction has the the plugin had then is it is it sort of do you have you been tracking stuff like that or
1: uh, the only stuff I track is whatever I can see in GitHub. Uh, so it, I think we have like 66 stars on the repo right now. So this year I'd like to, you know, increase the marketing a bit, uh, write more content on like voicewp.com tutorials and, you know, posts about skills that have been created with it that have launched, um, Things like that, how to customize it more easily, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, all I know is whatever's in GitHub and the only skills that I know about that get published are whenever people contact me with support requests. (laughs) Cool.
0: So is this this is something that you're doing entirely independently then? Or is this something that Ali Interactive are kind of also involved with?
1: Uh, Yeah, so probably around last February or so we rolled it into the company. It's so like the GitHub repo is like GitHub slash Ali interactive slash voice WP at this point. Uh, so it's an Ally plugin. I'm, I'm the one that does most of the development and support on it. Um, and like I said, we use it as a starting point for the work that we do. Uh, so business wise, my hope is that over the next year, it starts to serve as like a lead gen tool and that people and companies will go and use it to create their V1. And then when, when they're ready for like a more advanced V2, more, catered and tailored to their brand itself they come to us uh you know looking for that next phase of work
0: yeah is there is is there any sort of um, so you mentioned that you get some requests for support and stuff like that and you'll you'll handle the support kind of side of it have you got any plans to kind of build that out in any way
1: the support structure
0: the sorry the the actual the plugin itself so you mentioned oh, yeah totally it, yeah <laughs>
1: Uh, so like the big things on, on the roadmap for the plugin are German support. Uh, I get a lot of requests to add German language support in there, so I'm hoping that that'll be rolled out within probably the next two weeks or so. Um, once that's in there, it'll be pretty trivial uh, to, to go and add additional languages, as long as someone knows the language. Uh, so I, I have a crew that I'm friendly with that's going to do the Japanese translation. So basically, the hurdle is like figuring out the, you know, making sure that all the strings are internationalized properly, like within the WordPress functions and stuff. So I can go and generate uh, like the, the Po files and stuff that I can pump into PoEdit. And then they can easily be turned into like the German translation, the Japanese translation, et cetera. Uh, the the, the gotchas in doing translation voice seem to be mostly around like ordinal numbers. So Amazon it, or Alexa does some kind of magic stuff uh, where if you take any number in English and put a TH on the end of it, it'll pronounce it properly. So if you have like one TH, it'll pronounce it as first, right? So that's kind of neat because then if you're generating a list, programmatically you can just throw a TH at the end of it and know that it's all going to work fine. You don't have to deal with the special edge cases. But in like German, for example, the, the you know postfix that you have to put on there is ER. It's so like Einer right so the way i was doing it previously like where i would just have a th am i going to wrap that in a translation function and then someone's like what the heck does th mean you don't really have like context and stuff there and it's just kind of weird um so i went and i had to do some changes around how i was handling ordinal numbers but now that's fixed doing stuff like german should be more or less easy
0: yeah so that's stuff that you've had to do on the wordpress end as opposed to on the alexa kind of end is that right
1: yeah, yeah, it's pretty WordPress specific, I guess, and also like translating the back end of it so that when you know people are in the WordPress admin, uh, that they're seeing localized uh, text. Uh, as far as like Amazon stuff, uh, I, I want to add display support for the Echo Show, uh, so I have like you know more custom uh, user interfaces there tailored toward that device. Um, there's some other neat things like. Uh, the dialogue stuff that amazon handles uh could add in support for that i also need to to add support for the audio player so like long form audio like podcasts and whatnot where you can do like play pause fast forward that kind of thing because right now most of the audio clips that are uh used within the plugin right now are like 90 seconds or less so it can get done as an ssml tag versus having to go and you know use the audio player uh, and then I guess the other big thing on the roadmap right now is uh, currently for the custom fields and meta boxes that are generated, those are powered by field manager, which is another uh, alley plugin that's used on lots of enterprise WordPress sites. Uh, I want to get rid of that dependency so that we can go and put the plugin to the WordPress.org plugin repository, and then it'll be visible to you know, a much larger cross section of the, of the like, WordPress population
0: right so is that the only place you can get the plugin from now is on github then as opposed to in the wordpress um plugin kind of store as it's called now.
1: yeah so right now it's only on github uh i i kind of like doing it that way uh for a couple of reasons first of all is that it gives you time to iron out any kinks in like an initial version of something before you put it onto wordpress.org uh the People that interact with the plugin on GitHub tend to be a bit more tech-savvy, uh, so they can be more helpful in identifying or fixing issues. Uh, they're a lot more willing to collaborate on stuff, so you might get a pull request or people that are going to you know converse with you to figure out what needs to happen to squash a bug or add a feature, that kind of thing. Whereas on the WordPress.org repository, it's everyone, right? So you have a bunch of people that are just looking for plugins, they'll go and install like... 20 plugins at a time go through and say this works this doesn't uh and they're really looking for a quick solution to their problem so if something doesn't work for them it's just gonna get a one one star review you know uh, and then that's not helpful to me or to anyone really uh so i'm trying to make sure that everything is as usable as possible and seamless um get rid of overhead uh maybe so amazon came out with the api for being able to like the, the cli interface for being able to create skills right so that's something that would be nice to add into the plugin because then i can literally just have a button in the plugin and really not have to deal with people copy pasting things into the developer console on amazon so that eliminates the possibility for user error so things like that are nice to have in the plugin itself before it makes its way into the .org repository
0: yeah, so is that something along the lines of? Because at the moment you need to go in there and copy. Um, in fact, you get it from the, the GitHub uh, repository, don't you? The the links to where the um, say, for example, to create a flash briefing, you would have the link to where your uh, where the endpoint is, and you would have to paste that into the Alexa kind of development console. Is that is that the kind of stuff you're talking about? So you just click a button, it would do all that stuff itself.
1: Yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh, And then, like, in the WordPress admin, if you're doing, like, the newsreader skill, it goes and it has a couple read-only fields that go and show you, like, this is your intent schema, these are your utterances, copy and paste it into the corresponding field in the developer console. So, like, getting rid of that step. Because, like... With that, you have the potential to go and swap them. So you put your utterances in the intent schema box and your intent schema in the utterance box, and then you you know hit the button in the developer console, and it's like, why isn't this working? So that's like simple user error stuff that can be eliminated.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I imagine um, so. That's the first time kind of I'd really had any real exploration on the Amazon developer side of stuff was when well. I was just messing around with this. Um, and I can imagine that, you know, because I'm, I'm not a developer by trade, um, I'm more on the sort of user experience kind of side. So I can imagine that for people who are not technical, who still want to then get it up and running, stuff like that is obviously stuff that's just going to help no end, isn't it, for the non-technical kind of people.
1: Yeah, that's stuff where it really just comes down to the documentation at the moment, trying to be as you know clear as possible and outline every single step along the process. So most of that's in the readme at this point. Um, but when it comes time to put it in the .org repository, you're going to have people that don't and don't want to read a, a readme file. They just want to install the plugin and have it work. So everything needs to be very, very straightforward and streamlined at that point.
0: Yeah, wicked. So you mentioned about um, the audio files that you can use being 90 seconds long. Could you just explain a little bit more around why why that is again? I think you mentioned something to do with this, is it?
1: Yeah, so SSML is kind of like a markup language for voice. Uh, And basically, there's like an audio tag where you can go and include an MP3 file. So you could have Alexa start talking in her voice and then go and include like a snippet of audio. It could be sounds or someone else speaking, uh, that kind of thing. So, like, one thing I'm doing right now is uh, a skill where you could basically interview someone. So I have a you know, a buddy that's beta testing this. And basically he sits down for like an hour, ask him 200 questions, slice up all the answers, map it to whatever questions are being asked. And then in Alexa skill, you could basically go and talk to him, right? Ask him a question and then he'll answer it in his own voice. And that's like a little, you know, audio snippet. served so as an MP3 file in that SSML tag. That's like 90 seconds long for content. That's over 90 seconds. You need to use the audio player API, which is functionality that I just haven't baked into the plugin at this point
0: right but is that stuff that there's that stuff that alexa um like, every time i say it, it just goes off it's just flashing in front of me <laughs> <laughs> is that stuff that, that i'll say amazon from now on and it'll maybe try, start chilling out um is that the um is that stuff that sorry, am- i don't know that <gasps> she's talking <laughs> <laughs> so the um not the ssml 92nd version but the um audio what was it called again sorry player audio player <laughs> It's another language to me audio player yeah uh, so is that stuff that amazon will let you hook into as well at the moment it's just that it's not in the plugin is that right yep yeah okay yeah.
1: It, it's kind of intended for a different experience too so like if i had a 100 second audio clip like it, it's really silly to put that in an interface where you can go play pause fast forward and rewind it you know uh Part of the reason for the 90 second limit i think is wanting to have a more conversational experience if you have audio that's just droning on for a long time people are you know gonna zone out or like tune out or exit the skill and stuff so i i think part of it is about creating a good user experience there
0: yeah absolutely so is that would you say is that the optimum kind of um length for a flash briefing Or what what kind of, in your experience of doing flash briefings, what is the kind of optimum sort of snippet length, if you like, for a a flash briefing?
1: Oh, with flash briefings, I think they want them to be like less than three minutes. Um, So the flash briefing is is like different than including an MP3 file in a custom skill. Uh, You can, for the flash briefing, you literally just like include the URL of the MP3 file, and that just gets handed to Amazon, and they're like, okay, play the MP3 file.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, okay. get what you mean, yeah, 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 cool, cool. So, you mentioned there then about um, if there's a long audio file that's kind of playing for a long time, people might sort of zone out and stuff like that, have you sort of like either spoke to people who've been using the newsreader skill or done any kind of testing yourself on the newsreader skill to, to see kind of to what effect that happens? Because presumably a lot of WordPress sites and blogs and stuff like that will probably have fairly long form content. How does how does that kind of does it does different kind of content transfer in different ways to the kind of Alexa platforms? Sort I of think.
1: Yeah. So what I'm seeing so far is, I mean, I think the shorter the the better. Really. Um, most of the sites that have been just using the plugin that from people that have just found it on GitHub, I think their content tends to be like less than a page or two. Uh, so you know, it, it's a, a Pretty decent experience, and it's doing text to speech on that. So it's just going and parsing their blog content, stripping out short codes, images, uh, charts, JavaScript stuff like that, and delivering the content to Alexa. Um, one thing I've seen is so with Entertainment Weekly, and they're doing the TV show recaps. Those TV show recaps are wicked long. They could be like eight, ten pages of like what happened in the last episode of Game of Thrones, and I wasn't expecting that, uh, to just have Alexa go and drone on for eight to 10 pages of text is is kind of, uh, less than stellar. (laughs) So like the way of handling that also you have, Amazon has a requirement on how many characters can be in a response that's delivered to her. So basically the solution there is to go and split up the content into like, you know, per page or per like X number of character chunk. And then after the page finishes, you get a reprompt to be like, "Do you want to continue or do you want to keep listening? Whatever, do you want to hear something else?" Uh, and then the user decides whether they want to continue, and then it delivers the next chunk, or brings you to like a, a navigation type menu.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is there because um, when you write something for kind of print or screen? uh some things read differently to how they're kind of pronounced don't they so is there any is it advised to to kind of if you if you kind of just going to write a post and use that plugin to then read that post is it advisable that you change your kind of writing style or, or in any way
1: uh so ssml allows you to go and customize everything like how she's pronouncing things uh the paragraph tag, for example, is valid SSML. So she'll pause a- after paragraph tags. Uh, you can go and you know have her read a, l- a word longer or shorter or in a different tone, accent it with like you know an exclamation mark, things like that. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of markup that can be done on it. Uh, but as far as like things like say an abbreviation, so you have like DOJ as an abbreviation for Department of Justice, and when you're writing it, you just put DOJ. But when Alexa's doing it, you want it to go and say Department of Justice because no one's going to know it. You know, maybe it says Dodge, right? What is that? Uh, I think it would pronounce it as Dodge if you didn't put dots in between the letters. So that's a valid use case of wanting content to be pronounced differently than it would, you know, be read. Uh, So the plugin provides what I'm calling like a dictionary and... Basically, it's a mapping of when you see this thing, pronounce it this way, you know. So, like if you see DOJ, then you go and type in Department of Justice and add that to the dictionary in the plugin, and then it'll go and it'll do a swap on on words like that. So it's a way of you know, allowing you to maintain the content the way it is and the way you intended for standard users on your website, and allowing a slightly different experience in, in the voice interface.
0: Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, cool. I did do, I did have a play around with it yesterday. Oh, no, it was this morning, actually. And uh I'll give it a go. I try to do a flash briefing, so I will give it a go now. Alexa, what is my flash briefing? Go on. Here's your flash briefing from VULX World. VULX World would like to welcome Tom to the podcast and thank him for making this flash briefing
1: possible. <laughs>
0: hey! Did you hear that? Right on. There you go. Yeah. There we are, you That's see. That's all cool, from your flash briefing. Thank you, Alexa, for playing ball. Live demo. So cool. it is. Yeah, so there you go. I did that this morning. Um, and, yeah, it probably took me, I can't remember how long it took me, but it wasn't very long, and I'm not technical whatsoever. Got the plug-in, installed it, did the whole thing, linking it up to um, to the Amazon kind of developer console. and. It is actually just really simple, isn't it? It's just like creating a blog post just to create a a flash briefing. Um, Mm -hmm. So there you go, VUX World has a flash briefing. Nice. Which we we will be getting onto. So thank you, Tom, for sorting us out with that.
1: Totally. And as I get the audio player functionality built into the skill, if you want to make your podcast available on Alexa, you know, let's make it happen.
0: Exactly, let's do exactly that. So it is. Yeah, that's good, that. And, uh, yeah, so what's what's coming up then in 2018 for you then?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, German support, Japanese support, .org repository, um, Echo Show support, audio player. That's the big stuff. Uh, I guess other than the, the roadmap, uh, I'd like to get a product offering going. Uh, so like I was talking about with that interview skill, that seems like something that, you know, a lot of businesses could, benefit from, uh whether it's like bringing people into their pipeline or something like if you have a celebrity or an athlete or whatever and you want to go and be able to interview that person and it's you know pertinent to your brand, kind of neat stuff there. Otherwise, you know, speaking at conferences and whatnot, starting to plan out where I want to go there.
0: Yeah. Nice. Wicked. Anything yeah. anything up and coming with uh Ali Interactive? Are you working on anything at the moment? Voice wise?
1: P- Voice wise. Uh, I mean, the Entertainment Weekly one is the only one I can talk about at the moment. Uh, I think that's a pretty neat use case, though. So I'm looking forward to that coming out, hopefully in the next month.
0: Yeah. Cool. Wicked. So where can people kind of get in touch with you or Ali Interactive? Uh,
1: So aliinteractive.com. My Twitter is Tom Harrigan. And I'm pretty much Tom Harrigan on every other service, too, other than my website, which is thomasharrigan.com maybe i'll write a blog post sometime soon because i think it's been a while and then uh you know the plugins at voicewp.com or just search for voicewp on github
0: yeah we what i'll do is i'll um i'll put the links to all that stuff on here um on the show notes and stuff like that afterwards so if anybody well, i would definitely recommend to go and check that out because as i say i'm not technical and i got that up and running really simply and the live demo worked and it's up and running right now so it's definitely worth checking out nice cool. one cool okay then Tom thank you very much for taking the time for uh, speaking to us today much much appreciated um, yeah it's been fun it's been good it's been really interesting it sounds really good though. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what happens this year with uh, Voice WP.
1: awesome yeah thank cool. you I'm looking forward to listening to the podcast not <laughs> this one but
0: like the rest of them <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's good it's good So that was Tom from Ali Interactive. I've just realised if you're watching on YouTube, the lighting might have been all over the place there because it started off light and now it's dark outside. But hopefully you got the gist. That was a very, very exciting episode. I was over the moon to speak to Tom. Um, that plugin, I'm a WordPress fan as it is. Um, that's where I kind of do most of my development, website-wise. Uh, and I have used the plugin. I've created the VUX World Alexa briefing. So if you have got an Echo and you wanna keep on top of uh, tips and tricks in the VUX space, and you wanna figure out and find out what's up and coming on the podcast, etc., enable the VUX World Uh, Alexa Briefing. So there you go, Flash Briefing. Thank you very much Tom for for joining us Uh, and do check out the plugin, I've put the links in the show notes and on YouTube, it's in the description underneath. Give it a go, it's super simple to get started and really easy to use um, and you will have a presence on voice just like that. So until next time, see ya later.